Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey everybody, this is the One Hour Photo Podcast, and uh, we have a very special episode. Um, Some film has been announced and has been introduced to the market, uh, as well as some amazing other products by Ilford. Uh, This is the first time that we've had Ilford, uh, have Ilford on the show, and I hope that um, as the film community and uh, the uh, interest in film photography continues to increase that will uh, this will be the first of many uh, interviews with Ilford so uh, I would like to uh, thank Matt Perry um, who is the marketing manager for Ilford who is actually across the pond currently uh, to at photo plus to discuss um, the new product releases Matt Perry thank you first of all and uh, how are you doing sir I'm very good I'm still adjusting to jet lag but you know (laughs) working on uk time and us time but it's great to be here it's great to be in new york it's one of my favorite cities so yeah it's it's a privilege to be here fantastic you know i find it very interesting um or i guess enheartening would be the right word to see that film photography uh brands are still making a presence and especially now more and more so in a big way at these photo conventions it's it's really cool to see that happening. It's been actually quite a, a big difference this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to the show last year not as an exhibitor, just as a visitor, and there was very little presence. Um, and this year, when we knew we were going to be announcing some new products, we spoke to the organisers and we we said to them, "Look, you know, we want to do this and we want to do it properly. We want you to." trying to attract more presence and we'll help you and we'll speak to other brands as well so effectively what we did is when we agreed to take a stand at our booth as you guys call it we had um, our distributor on the next stand which is robert's distribution mm-hmm. and they look after brands like double film lab box ours and margo um ourselves patterson you know, numerous other brands that uh, they have kodak color film um so automatically then uh, there was more presence building up different brands there than Bessler have a stand who make the enlargers and we've got a dark room uh, sessions going on with them throughout the duration of the show. Oh, wow. So they've got a dark room tent on their stand um, and we've been co-running or co-hosting a dark room taster session so people can get into a dark room, see how it's like to, to make a print and experience that process. And then you've got the likes of Freestyle who uh, are one of our sort of bigger distribute uh, bigger dealers so again they've brought a lot of film presence in as well so it's actually really nice you know the communities sort of gathered around this particular show this year um, and it's you know it's really refreshing to see yeah that's absolutely awesome and i know it's kind of uh interesting because in the podcasting community for at least for the film photography aspect of it um we we have this uh community over competition um uh belief and it it seems like that a lot of the um uh businesses strongly recognize collaborations across um uh reaching across and working with other uh with other companies in the film community and i think um 
uh, and we'll touch on it uh, with one of the announcements that sh- uh, that you guys are actually doing something very similar along those lines. So, um, so I think that's a great transition into uh, let, let's hear a little bit about Ilford's history, um, and um, and then we'll kind of walk up to some of the products that you guys just announced. Yeah. So, um, in Ilford, the original Ilford company was founded in 1879. So. If you're good with your maths, that's 140 years ago. Wow. Um, so it's it's been around a while as a as a kind of a name as a brand. It was founded in Ilford in Essex. As you know, I had several people come up to me and say, "Where did the Ilford actually come from?" Um, because we're actually currently based now in the north of England near Manchester, um, and you know it, the the kind of the whole site, the manufacturer moved up there probably at some point in the very early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been manufacturing there ever since. So it's a big sort of 40, 50 acre site. Um, and we've got everything on there. We have an R and D department that, you know, from, from, you know, with scientists that make the emulsions, um, or certainly, you know, the chemicals and the prepare them that goes through all the way through the, the plant from coating, converting mm-hmm. all the manufacturing warehouse distribution, it all happens out of our site in Mobley in Cheshire. Wow, that is 140 years. That is that is a long time, and that's that's awesome that we're still seeing uh, film coming from a company that's been together for 140 years. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty insane, really. That you know the, the company's been going a while. Obviously, there was a, a blip in the middle, you know, when mm-hmm. digital came along and various companies fell by the wayside but effectively what happened to us were our company is called Harman Technology we we kind of um trade or license to use the the Ilford name for our products but effectively it's still in the same place that Ilford was was always made you know for for the last 20 30 40 years um and so it's just it's basically been about scaling operations so when when things dropped off, you know the volumes were very different to what they were mm. pre-digital. Mm-hmm. But what we've seen over the last five six years is continued and sustained growth in in terms of how much film is is being sold. We we distribute to seventy countries around the world mm-hmm. uh, you know, via a network of probably about fifty distributors. So our film and our papers and our chemicals are in you know many people's hands all around the world which is something that you know it's very important for us to make sure that people can access it because some of the biggest barriers to people getting involved in film photography and analog photography are basically access to it you know it's education it's inspiration but it's also getting the the product in the hands of the the people who want to use them yeah no that's that's uh that's absolutely awesome and i'm still thinking here like um 140 years that's a lot of history that Ilford, uh, you know, uh, we have a, a very large uh, yellow company on our side here. And, and, and I see their name pop up in uh, history as well. But I, I cannot imagine the involvement on Ilford's side as far as the history, 140 years. Some of the things, do you know of any um, m- the most, I guess, significant moments throughout history that Hilford may have been involved with that some people may not realize. I mean, we, we have um, a kind of a mini museum, I guess, oh, uh, yeah. where we, we have a, a timeline that 
it kind of highlights various things. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, our, our own history, one of the things that, you know, it was in 1940 that we made the first variable contrast black and white paper, for example. Oh, wow. So, um, and we'll come on to the product uh, announcements, but uh, mm-hmm. effectively one of the things that we did announce was the fifth generation of, of that paper. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's one of them where, um, there's, there's been various bits and bobs over the years, just, yeah. you know, evolution of, of products and photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we, as you know, specialize in, in black and white. So, mm-hmm. um, we, we are, a, I guess, a, a smaller, slightly more niche, I guess, than, mm-hmm. than Kodak who produce, you know, some beautiful color films, sure. um, you know, and, and Fuji, who's a much bigger organization still mm-hmm. where film is only a tiny part of what they do. Right. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're kind of a, a long established brand and we feel we've got an important role to play in the community to help people get back into it. Yeah. You know, it's a slightly privileged position in that, that people know who we are. They, they have known us for many years. They are aware of our quality. They're aware of, you know, that we put a lot of effort into manufacturing consistent and high quality product. Mm-hmm. So for us, that's important. But, you know, we want to help and build the community as, as much as, as anyone else and kind of get people involved because the more this community grows, the more people are doing it. And it, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter, you know, what they're doing and how they're doing it as long as people are getting involved and shooting film and mm. getting in the dark room and making prints. So, no, yeah, that, that's what's yeah. important to us, really. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing because there there is a... Um, uh, I want to say kind of like not so much an emotional connection, but there is certainly recognition for um, people that um, or for the companies that do make a very strong connection with the grassroots and um, uh, of uh, communities are uh, uh, embedding themselves. Um, uh, one of the things that we have here in Atlanta, we have a uh, darkroom community. And, um, and so they have grown so much over the past few years and, um, and people are wanting to support them, uh, wanting them to succeed. And, and those are the types of things that, uh, we see even with the, with the, the bigger brands is that we want to see those, uh, brands succeed because we do want to use the products. And I think that there's some kind of interesting shift as far as, I don't want to say brand loyalty, but like um, we recognize that we do want to return the favor because it is something that, um, you know, even though film is making a resurgence, it's still a very, very fragile environment. Um, you know, it, it can be something, you know, um, uh, a major downturn for a particular company can cause this insane chain reaction um, across other brands and other uh um uh components that rely on that so if let's just say a film brand collapses then you have all these darkroom communities that now have to worry about well where am i going to get developers elsewhere and um you know and it it just can fall apart very quickly it's even wider than that in in yeah. terms of you know the suppliers or the supply chain that feeds yeah. into mm-hmm. industry needs you know enough people to be buying their products or they don't have a viable model themselves so right. it's a case of if one of the 
big companies disappears, then that supply chain is disrupted. And then the cost for the other companies to buy the products or the components to make the films or the papers or the chemicals increases, you know, and that, that cost makes the products more expensive. Yeah. Um, although products or those components no longer exist because, you know, the, the supplier doesn't want to make them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it kind of has a chain reaction. So, you know, for, for us it, in, in the film community, it's, it is different than digital. You know, I think when mm-hmm. digital came along, the megapixel race or however you want to describe it, they, they are you know, very much competing. There's a handful of brands like there was back in, you know, the, the film heyday mm-hmm. that, you know, competing very strongly against each other, but they're in a race to constantly bring out the next best thing, the next right. innovation, the next camera. I think where we got to with film is that we're all kind of heavily invested in what we've got. We want to bring out new products to keep the market interested, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's more about securing the products that we have and making sure that they're viable products for, you know, a long time to come. And that's, that's a very important part of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. I think uh, we'll uh, start moving over into some of the big product announcements. Um, So I know, um, so the Sunny 16 podcast, uh, Graham did an amazing job on the initial interview and, um, and the description and the types of products that you uh, have released. Let's, let's do a quick overview. And I, I like to, uh, encourage other listeners if uh, they want to uh, listen to the Sunny 16 podcast. I highly, highly recommend uh, giving them a listen. Graham did an amazing job, and I want to give them all the kudos uh, for that. So, but uh, let, let's hear the the uh, major product announcements that you uh, Ilford has uh, released. So the the biggie for us is um, the next generation paper that I alluded to earlier. So it's Ilford mm-hmm. Multigrade RC Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our fifth generation RC paper. So as I said, the first one was back in 1940. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one, Multigrade 4, which many people around the world know and love, it's probably our biggest product, uh, our sort of biggest selling product. That was 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So what we've been doing is is basically building on that product, you know, the, the key attributes that people know and like about that product and essentially trying to improve it. So one of the key drivers for that internally has been the fact that all of our other papers, and we've got 20 different papers, mm-hmm. they all utilize a more modern way of making emulsion. This product is old and, and established, but it utilizes a, a different way of working. So we needed to bring that in line with effectively the fiber papers that we've got, you know, the production mm-hmm. processes that we've got for the fiber or our cool tone and warm tone RC papers. So at the same time, obviously we want to make that better for photographers to, to use. And mm-hmm. um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So one of the things that uh, we, we did, we slightly warmed the base tint mm-hmm. and this was just separated slightly from the, the cool tone product, which was very similar in terms of base tint than the, pre- the predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave it better mid-grade spacing so between the grades it's easy effectively it's easier to you know separate those mid-tones to get a nicer print mm-hmm. um it's got better punchier blacks so the dmax is is we feel is stronger on it oh, wow. so and one of the other the nice things about mm-hmm. it so effectively this is a, an rc product mm-hmm. so you know normally if you're toning you're a you're a fiber printer mm-hmm. but when 
you're a student, this is the paper that effectively replacing the paper that most students learn with. Yeah, it's still a paper that professionals use. Right. So, you know, it, it has to reach across all levels, all levels of experience and expertise. Um, but one of the good things about it is it actually tones really nice as well. So mm-hmm. um, if you're a student learning how to tone or, or make tone prints and you're not quite ready for doing that with fiber, then mm-hmm. this is actually a really nice product to, to kind of get in the classroom, get in the darkroom with and, and learn. And learn on it. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's so funny, too, because um, uh, I, I don't ha- – unfortunately, I have not had much time to get down to the darkroom, um, but I, I have done – um, uh, many contact prints for with four by five, and it's all been on uh, Ilford Multigrade. Um, and uh, so I, I find it really um, uh, enjoyable to use. I do like the tones that um, Ilford has generally come out uh, for their papers, and I, I, I find it really uh, interesting because, um, and I'm glad that we talked about the 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 number of years that Multigrade has been. Uh, the different iterations that it's gone through since 1940, you know, you, it's kind of hard to think, well, geez, it's just paper. Uh, well, how can you just make this better? You know, <laughs> after, after, <laughs> se- you know, 70 years, um, uh, you know, it's really awesome that uh, Ilford is continuing to find improvements on a process that has been around for hundreds of years or uh, well over a hundred years. Um, so that's, pretty awesome that uh you guys are still continuing innovation for something that would seem so simple yeah i mean one of the things i mean film is growing and film is growing year on year as i said mm-hmm. one of the things that we want to make sure continues is the 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 whole process so what we're seeing a lot of is that you know there's a lot of people shooting film there's even actually a lot of people home processing film, which is great, but there's also labs popping up to service the, the market as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and while paper's doing well, we feel it could do a lot better. So, you know, from our point of view, we would love to get people to go into a dark room and actually experience it. And I think when they do, when they see, you know, the image that they've shot come through in a tray of developer. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually a really, really special thing to yeah. experience. You know, we know that there's challenges getting darkroom set up. Maybe the, the equipment's not as easy to come by, but from our point of view, we want to help, you know, educate and inspire people to get back in mm-hmm. um, the darkroom and do it. You know, we, we speak to schools and colleges. We speak to, um, we were out last night at the analog meetup that we had after the show speaking to you know community dark rooms and things like that that you know they're all doing great stuff within the community to help get people back in mm-hmm. you know and that that's very important for us which is why you know we'll never neglect paper as a as a product because it's it's vitally important to you know film in general film doesn't stop you know at a scanning machine it continues mm-hmm. all the way through to to the dark room and, and making those prints oh absolutely and 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 it, there is something special about completing the entire process, especially for an image that you um, are very proud of when you see it on, on the screen, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then uh, taking that and then actually printing it in having something physical in your hands um, is a totally different feeling, especially when you see it develop on the tray. Uh, It's, it's so cool uh, when I do help out every once in a while um, and, uh, with students or somebody that's seeing it for the first time 
every single time. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> and then that's the thing, you don't get that reaction in many, you know, different parts of this process. Right. You know, I think the anticipation of film I is is what, you know, makes me want to shoot it because mm-hmm. you know, I shoot a lot of digital as well as a photographer. But I I often get more satisfaction from shooting film because when you get an image or some decent images that you like when you see your negs, that's much more satisfying mm-hmm. because you know you know the process is um, you know a little bit more involved. You don't just you know let the camera do half the work. You yeah. especially if you shoot with manual cameras, you you have to <clears throat> excuse me make sure mm-hmm. your focus is right and your settings are how you want them. So yeah, so I think one of the things that you know analog photography offers is that throughout the process whether you're getting the image in camera on film how you then process it can change the way that you know that negative will will come out when you Mm -hmm. print that negative again it's still part of the creative process you have control over the whole thing um so it's a kind of multifaceted process really where you can shape and change your image throughout it and and that's mm-hmm. the, the kind of the beauty or one of the beauties of a film photography sure absolutely well cool uh so paper is not the only thing that uh uh ilford has announced um i think that the, there is a little bit of a uh, film that um has been introduced to the market yes we yeah. we brought out ilford ortho plus which is um an iso 80 fine grain sharp um film mm-hmm. all of our films all of our other films are panchromatic so all of our kentmere and ilford films are, are panchromatic films mm-hmm. as the name suggests this is an ortho film um effectively uh, it has blue and green sensitivity but it's mm-hmm. not sensitive to red mm-hmm. uh, which means how it sees reds and deeper darker sort of oranges etc is 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 different um so they come out really dark and and kind of punchy and contrasty and mm-hmm. um, you know with things like this with these type of films uh we we know it's a, a specialty film you know we don't see this replacing hp5 anytime soon but one of the things that we see photographers crying out for especially film photographers is choice they want to try different films they want to try you know all sorts of things, different color films. We see all these quirky films with, you know, pre-exposed films and everything like that. So we, we have a few specialty films. You could class XP2 as a specialty film because mm-hmm. it's C41 processed. Yeah. SFX, which is um, an infrared type film. You know, if you use it with a, a dark red safe, uh, with a dark red filter, mm-hmm. you'll get an infrared type effect from it. Um, and we see this in that similar sort of vein where, you know, it's not necessarily going to be, everyone's cup of tea but it's mm-hmm. actually you know the images are really beautiful and originally it was designed as a as a copy film so mm-hmm. we've had it in sheet format for you know for a good few years and effectively you know four by five eight by ten people make copies of their negatives mm-hmm. so it has to have that fine grain it has to be nice and sharp and um, so essentially what we've done is then put that onto a different base and mm. put it into 35 mil cassettes and 120 rolls. Um, you know, we've tested it, we've shot with it because we, we've never pushed the sheet film as a photography film. We push it right. as a, a more of a technical. Film. So actually then put it into the hands of photographers, getting them out shooting with it and seeing what this can do. It's, mm. you know, some of the results are absolutely beautiful. So, you know, we've been very pleased with it. We've been very pleased with the reaction that we've got 
had sample prints to show people at Photo Plus yesterday and, and over the next two days. And, you know, people are very, very keen to, to get their hands on it and give it a go. So, yeah, we've had a, a great reaction to it so far. That's awesome. And it's kind of funny because um, some something some people would say, oh, ISO 80 um, is, uh, is slow, but ortho uh, at 80 is actually quite uh, fast. Um, I know that traditional ortho films are, are much slower than, than ISO 80, correct? Yeah, I mean, mm. one of the things with, with this film is that we rated it nominally at 80, mm-hmm. but for um, if you shoot in tungsten light, you would shoot it at 40, for example. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, effectively, you could probably shoot it anywhere between 40 and 80 to 100, and I think you'll get a really nice result. So, mm-hmm. well, <clears throat> what we've been um, doing, it's still being tested in terms of, you know, how well it pushes and pulls and all the rest of it. But effectively, if you shoot it at 80 or if you shoot it at 40, you would process it in the same way with all our existing chemicals. All the times are listed um, on our website or certainly will be soon. Um, they're all going to be listed in the inside of the cassettes as normal as well. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I think uh, effectively you'll find your sweet spot for it depending on what you shoot, how you shoot, mm-hmm. the conditions that you shoot. But anywhere between 40 and 80 would, would give you very nice results. Very cool. Well, I'm very excited to uh, try this out. Um, I know Robert's uh, camera is one of the uh, larger, well, it was the distributor for here in North America. Um, so we're, we're really uh, excited to get our hands on it. I know I've never really shot uh, ortho film, so I'm actually kind of excited to, uh, to give this a go. Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't either until a couple of weeks ago, so... I got my hands on, you know, a couple of our, our test rolls and um, went and shot it when I was actually um, out of the country. And I saw a shot, you know, a roll in Prague and on a, on a roll of flex. And you know, I was really impressed with the the images. I shoot a lot of XP2, FP4, mm-hmm. uh, in roll HP5 as well. But, you know, this, this was, some of the images were so clean and sharp with the, the grain was, you know, fairly noticeable as well which you'd expect from from a slow film as well but yeah it's uh i think people will genuinely really like it when when they try it fantastic all right so um the the next item is um uh, i believe that there was a little bit of uh cross collaboration with uh with another company is that correct yes so the the um the the other product that we announced effectively is uh, a collaboration with Patterson. Now, mm-hmm. um, Patterson have, have been around a while. They're another British manufacturer. We work very closely with them. We we distribute their products around the world mm-hmm. uh, as well. So <clears throat> we've always had a strong relationship with Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, we brought out um, some film processing chemicals called Simplicity. Now, effectively, these chemicals were in sachet format, but they're pre-measured, and mm-hmm. they're pre-measured for the Patterson Two real development tank, right? Um, so they, they they work for six hundred mil um, once diluted, and so what made sense? And, and the reason we brought those uh, that range out is as a way to get people back in. So if you're just starting processing film, if you're just getting into it, or you're you're not shooting enough to when you buy a five hundred mil or a liter bottle of, of Dev Stop and Fix, then you know often if people aren't shooting enough that will spoil and go to waste and you end up 
you know, throwing half it away. Mm-hmm. So what we wanted was a way to effectively ease people in. So, you know, these, these products aren't intended for people that process a lot of their own film. They're, they're intended for people getting started or as, as a kind of a handy way to just try it and see if they like it. Mm-hmm. So effectively what we, we did is we've then partnered with Patterson to bring out a kit which includes the two-reel development tank, the two spirals, um, three 600mm cylinders. It includes a stairer, a thermometer, two sets of film clips, because you do two films at once with this. Mm-hmm. It includes an Ilford uh, cassette opener you know, to pop the, the cassette uh, open. Mm-hmm. And it includes a dev stop fix and wetting agent sachet as well, so simplicity sachet. So effectively, with this kit, you have everything you need to get started so whether you're buying it as a gift for a friend or if you're a college student and you just want to get all the kit in one go this is a great way to do it if you've got pieces of the kit then obviously you can go direct to patterson or through patterson's distribution network and pick up elements of it Mm. but you know if you're just getting started we feel this is a great way just to pick it up off the shelf and you're you're ready to go basically you know the only thing that you would need is a dark changing bag or mm. a dark room. Um, so, you know, we didn't include that because people have multiple different options in that space. And also just to make right. sure that the price was, was kept down as well. Mm. So yeah, we're, we're, we're pleased with it. I think, you know, we'll see how it goes, see how the reaction is, but the idea is behind that product. It is just, it's an, an entry point to get people started, you know, and right. hopefully get more and more people back into it. Um, and after that, you know, they've got all the kit, they can swap out the chemicals or whatever they, you know, want to use at that point, but it gives them that starting point to have their first go potentially at processing film. Oh, absolutely. And, and I remember, so I have been a digital photographer for about 10 years or well, a photographer in general, but primarily, uh, digital at first, uh, for the first 10 years. And then, um, when I, uh, started shooting more and more film and um, and started getting the equipment to develop the film myself, I felt a little overwhelmed. Uh, there was, uh, you know, I walked in saying, okay, yeah, I, w- I want to learn how to develop. And then, um, you know, uh, God bless the, uh, the, empo- uh, the, the manager that was running that store says, okay, well, you need this, this, that, this, 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 and that. And then I ended up with a significant bill. And I think that was probably uh, the first red flag for my wife, as far as what I was about to get myself into. <laughs> it only gets worse, you know, the, the yeah. gear acquisition syndrome just yeah. kicks in and it's camera after camera. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, but it, that, that first experience was overwhelming and I could see how, um, you know, multiple products and, um, and not realizing, you know, how much actually goes into it can be off putting for somebody that, uh, first starts and, and actually having a kit that can get somebody started in, in a, in a single box for the most part, um, is, is pretty fantastic. I think that's, that's, it's, I think it's very creative on, on Ilford's part to, to simplify that process. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that's exactly what what it's all about really you know mm-hmm. we don't want to make this daunting we don't want to give people excuses not to do it because you know as you know the the process is not difficult it's actually quite rewarding and satisfying and so 
you know, whether you want to send it to a lab, great. You mm-hmm. know, that's a great way of, of doing it. But if you want to do it yourself, then there's options out there to make it quick and easy to do it. You know, and we see um, lab box, for example, our uh, Ars Amargo lab box are, are at Photo Plus. Um, so with their daylight loading tank, there's people out there in the community making things that will help film photographers, analog photographers get started, you know, break down some of these misconceptions that it's difficult, that it's expensive, that it's, you know, it, it can't be done, that the products don't exist. So there's still innovation happening, even if it's small incremental innovations. Um, you know, this is this is a way that, that we hope manufacturers, community in general will, will kind of help newbies, help other people come yeah. into it. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. Well, uh, this wasn't uh, necessarily uh, lined up uh, at the same time as the announcements. I think the uh, the announcement on this other product came out a little bit beforehand, but I, I don't want to uh, neglect it as well. And uh, that that is the uh, an, a new um, camera that you guys had uh, introduced, correct? Yeah. So we have um, a couple of single-use cameras, which have uh, one with HB5, one with XB2. And these have been growing increasingly. They're so popular that you know, it's, it's insane, really. I, people, you know, will use them at, at parties, at weddings. You know, they'll use them for street photography. Um, but one of the things that you can't really do with that is you can't pop it open and film out and process it yourself. Um, the main reason being there's a capacitor in there that will give you one hell of a trick shock. So, you know, we always recommend to send the single-use cameras off to a lab to get developed. But in the interest of getting people involved in the whole process, we wanted a way to make it easy for them to, you know, load a film, unload a film, um, you know, and then they can actually then shoot something, develop it themselves if they want to, or send it off to a lab if they they want to. And again, it's all part of this process. So this is very much an entry-level camera. It's on par with the single-use camera. So people shouldn't be expecting to get, you know, premium quality out of something that's you know plastic mm-hmm. um but it's just a fun way of of getting started oh. you load the film in the same way that yeah. you'd load my olympus xa you wind it on when you're done with it you push the button on the bottom you wind it back into you know into the cassette so it's a simple straightforward mm-hmm. um you know camera for, for people that are not quite ready to invest in the second hand market yeah and um, to try it they might want to buy it as a gift for their friends or family so it's that that nice affordable price point it comes packaged with two films already the same sort of principle as before that effectively you've got everything you need to get started so it comes with a battery and a strap you have two films in there you can shoot those films you can buy a patterson kit and then you can process two films so again it's just trying to give people the tools to get started really to get more and more people interested mm-hmm. in um shooting film yeah absolutely and, and it's simplicity too i, I it, you know as someone that is uh has been shooting for a while the secondhand market prices have skyrocketed um oh, and 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 so the the uh upfront investments originally were 
you know, um, you can get a really good camera and um, and and get into that market quite easily. And and now we see, you know, for example, the Pentax K one thousand has been the exo facto intro camera for students, and prices on on the K one thousand have gone through the roof. Um, uh, so it, I, I think this is a uh, as someone that has been shooting for a while, a fun um a uh, way to get into something that's different um right so the the quality is not going to be um of a Leica or something along those lines but but you know it is i th- i find i find very much enjoyment out of um simplicity um uh, especially uh we we just got out of Holga week and so i actually shot a roll of XP2 through the Holga uh and i was just blown away um sure there was some softness in it but i was just not expecting the the results out of that and it has completely changed my attitude towards um uh cheap i don't want to say cheap but you know um uh low value uh cameras yeah yeah, I think it, I think that's very valid. I mean, yeah. one of the the beauties of film photography is it doesn't have to be pin sharp. It doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, replicating a digital image, which you know largely became cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. You know, mm-hmm. reducing noise, but noise doesn't look the nicest in a picture. Is grain actually mm-hmm. lends a lot of character and you know, you know, a real interest to a, to an image. So I don't think anyone. No, a lot of people don't shy away from grain, but mm. there are fine grain options. So, you know, you can shoot a Delta 100 or a Pan F or an Ortho if you don't like grain. Right. If you like grain, you've got your HP5s, you can have your Delta 3200s mm-hmm. and really bring that in. And so the the beauty of film photography is it's it's open to, to anyone to shoot whichever style they like. And, you know, the Holger look is, is can produce some absolutely beautiful, stunning images as well. So... It's it's yeah that's the beauty it's it's about choice and ultimately we all just want to make sure that there's enough choice in the market for sure. for catering for every level or need or requirement of, of film photographers absolutely well cool uh the 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 product announcements have been really awesome and um uh what has been the feedback i know that some people and i i will make this very clear cuz i I I will own my because I was just as excited and I will own that I did throw out some ideas when the when the uh, hints were thrown out and I will happily admit that I was dead wrong. <laughs> on, on, well, in fairness, yeah, yeah, but um, I, I think that there were some people that were hopeful on certain products uh, yeah. being released and. Um, uh, I don't think that those ideas necessarily went in vain because I think it's kind of a great opportunity for Ilford to get some feedback on other ideas as well. But what has been the feedback with the announcements that have come out and and some of the feedback? I know that you've received some great feedback and then there's been some uh, critiques as far as with that going. So how has that whole process been now that everything's out the door? It's well, I mean, I'm I'm kind of out of the loop slightly being here so mm-hmm. it's been very difficult it was so busy at the show yesterday mm-hmm. you know surprisingly busy in, in a very good way that I've, I've not really seen much in terms of social i have seen um what i have seen i've seen lots of positive comments on all all the products mm-hmm. 
but you know there are a few we we knew this would happen when we put out any teaser that you know it's not <laughs> the people hope it is there's always going to be a level of disappointment um i saw one particular um uh instagrammer i'm not going to name names having a, a a nice long rant about the the ortho uh, film and that we've missed a trick and that we're out of touch with the community and all the rest of it which mm. to be honest coming from who it was coming from was was very disappointing um sure. but but essentially you know from from our point of view we want to give people the the choice we know it's not a color film you know we uh, we specialize in black and white it's what we do um and it's is what we we've, we've kind of always done and while we've had color films in the past making a color film is not straightforward you know it's not a simple case of okay you just swap the emulsion over and, and there you go there's a color film it's a very different process and mm. unfortunately i think people on, on the outside don't always realize just how tricky making you know film and paper and chemicals can be you know it's 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 not a straightforward process um one day in the future would we love to do it oh god yeah we'd, we'd love to um as i'm sure many other brands would but uh, at the moment, you know, we we love our black and white. We're very passionate about black and white, and you know that that's where we want to make sure that you know we can lead the way in terms of sure. black and white uh, photography. And I'd never say never, but yeah, unfortunately, it's it's not quite as straightforward as as um, right like it to be. So sure. there's yeah. a lot that's happening in the back end that we're we as consumers are not aware of and. And there are decisions that take place that have legitimate reasons. And, you know, sometimes we just can't always see those those decisions being made. So I totally understand yeah. and respect that. And, you know, I, I, I'm thankful that new products are being released. Um, and and I have never shot ortho. And this would be something that I personally find um, encouraging for me to try something new. So um, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward uh, to uh, uh, giving the new ortho uh, a shot and, and, and trying it out. I'm always for trying new film. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, you know, it comes back to, as I keep saying, it's about choice. And the more films that are on the market, the, the stronger that market can be you know and the beauty of it is if people don't like it or it doesn't take off and it's you know it's not selling it's it's it, it's not a big deal we we kind of you know we want people to maybe have a go and see if they like it mm. we don't expect it to replace the hb5s fb4s of the world mm. but you know if, if it can find its niche of, of people that like to use it and want to use it then that's kind of done its job then so I mean, you know, we we would, as I say, we would love to do a color film at some point. There's there's lots we would like to do. Um, I think I think it's worth pointing out as a as a business, we are not a big business. You know, there's myself and my colleague Michelle that work in marketing, and so from a social media point of view, we we kind of like to have a bit of fun. We like to get a bit of interest. We like to engage with the community, and um, you know, have a bit of banter at times, and and you know, see if we can, you know just be part of it and, and get it growing. But I think as a, as a business, we have a, a probably about 200 people now, give or take. But if you compare that to the size and scale of what it was back in the heyday, it's, it's a fraction of that. So yeah. I think people associate the brand with a much bigger organization and bigger resources. And effectively what, what we do, we have to be very mindful that, that we're doing things in the right way to make sure that we don't jeopardize the, the future of the business by making you know, bad investments effectively. And so 
for us, it's, you know, we, we have a, a legacy of a brand to maintain. We've got loyal, you know, people or photographers that use our products and they're very important to us. So that, that's the, the kind of the, the key for us, make sure that keep our products going for, for many, many years to come. And you know, we're in a good, healthy, strong position now with film growing. Um, we're able to release new products again, which is exciting for us. And, and hopefully, you know, one day in the future, then you know, these people may get what, what they want. And, you know, we'd be delighted to do that for them. Fantastic. Well, uh, Matt, um, I have to uh, hop on to another uh, call here. Um, uh, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, taking your time uh, to tell us about these products. I hope that uh, this is the first of uh, many uh, uh, conversations that we have with uh, some of the other things that you guys may have uh, coming down the line. So, yeah, look forward to chatting again. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, well, that wraps it up for this episode. Um, you can listen to our other episode where we made some predictions where we were absolutely wrong on the other episode. Uh, but you can find us on Instagram, studio.c41. You find us on um, uh, Twitter, studio underscore C41, and on our website, studioc41.net. And we also have a YouTube channel. Just search for Studio C41. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. And until the next one, shoot some film. Dang it. <laughs>